This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. How would you like to talk about us today? Don't we do that every day? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. I don't think so. Uh Uh-huh. Well, we've been married for almost 10 years now. Oh, my. We're going to give the listeners a little insight into us and our relationship. Because they've just been listening to random idiots online. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. So let's let's tell them about (laughs) us. So we have to do a real intro. Yeah, like, let's go into depth just a little bit. Been married for almost 10 years, but we started dating when I was 14 and you were 15. Yeah, that was a long time ago. God, make us sound old. We are. (laughs) I guess, but all throughout high school, we were together. After high school, you went into the Coast Guard. Yes. And I went to college. Yes. Still together. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Traveling to New Jersey to see me. Yep. And And I was in Southern Virginia for school. How long was that drive? Eight hours. Ooh. I mean, that's not that bad. It's better than Florida to Virginia. True. I guess you could say that, but there's nothing good to see in New Jersey. Sorry, no offense, but. (laughs) No, and yeah. Why would you want to go there? Yeah. There's not much going on. I had no choice. Right. You were kind of. (laughs) yeah yeah putting it mildly but we stayed together throughout that whole stint in our relationship and we decided to move in together when i was 20 you were 21 vice versa something along those lines yeah so we started living together then we decided to buy our first house in 2011 yeah we lived with mommy and daddy my mommy and daddy for a while but i mean i highly recommend everybody before you get married you live with each other so you can you know, hear them fart and stuff. <laughs> you got to make sure that your 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 wife or your husband farts right around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make sure that you can tolerate it. Tolerate and, their chewing. Yeah, tolerate their chewing. There's, there's little things that people do that gets on other people's nerves, and you got to make sure that... You don't realize it until you are with them yeah. almost... 24-7. Like, yeah, you spend all day and all night together, and you got to see them when they wake up first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Make sure that that's somebody you want to wake up with next to for the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> no, I fully agree, um, but I don't want to make it sound like you should test it before you buy it kind of deal. Like, A hundred like, Why not? But I feel like most people know. Like, most people know that this is the person they're going to marry, Right. They get that feeling. Okay, I get that, but you still need to. There's not. There's other things than that's not surface level. I agree. I think that there is a sense of okay, make sure you're not hiding anything. But at the same time, most of the time, you know, like okay, we're gonna get married. I I love this person. We're gonna get married. Let's live together and make sure that there's no hidden things that you do when you go home and I don't see you. Yeah, and. Take the next step from there. But I think most of the time, though, you get that sense before you move in together. Like, okay, this is it. This is going to be the long haul. Well, I mean, I understand that. But you still should take the chance and check it out first. 
I'm not kidding. You need to window shop a little bit. Window shop. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. You're making it sound like you have to, like, you're still, I don't know, like you're still trying. But You I think, are. I don't think so. I think there's a point where you're like, okay, this is the real deal. We're going to take the next step. And there's a future that I want with this person. Let's move in together. Yeah, but that is the next step prior to... It's not window shopping, though. You don't move in with somebody every other week. No, but what if you moved in with me and I did something that was awful to you? There's a couple of those things. I know, but what if it was was something that you just could not take? I don't know what that would be, but what if it was something that you just could not stand? With all the fiber of your being and you... A deal breaker. Yeah, a deal breaker. And you found out only because you lived with me. Well, I think we're kind of saying the same thing then because I agree. Like you think you have this future with someone and you move in and realize there's a deal breaker. But you don't move in with every person you date. Like there's a threshold that says... I see a future with this person. Let's take the next step. Yeah, there's a level of seriousness. You obviously don't just... Go on fucking Tinder and invite them to live with you. <laughs> you, you. That should be a Netflix series. Tinder, Tinder living. That's something. Like, ooh, <laughs> I kind of like that. Tinder living. We should sell it. No, but uh, I just feel like that is a. It's important to me because you do find more out by being with them. You know, you might be at work or whatever, but when you get home, you have to see them and you have to deal with them for. However long until your next day of work or on the weekends or your days off, you're dealing with them for 24 hours straight. Mm -hmm. It's important to me. All personalities, all attitudes. Yeah. Oh, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. I've never really seen this side of you before. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, obviously, it worked out for us. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying I think it's very important to to try it. Yeah, I get you. So we bought the first house in 2011 and decided to get married in 2013. Yes, that was, see, this was another thing that was on my, like, I will not get married until I'm out of my parents' house. Yeah. That was like a rule for me. It's like a personal rule, but it's weird. Like, I would not do it. I'm like, I'm not marrying you, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not marrying you in my parents' house. And living with my parents. It makes me feel weird. It's mm. like, oh, we are fucking playing house at mommy and daddy's house. Oh, shit. I mean, not everybody has that luxury, especially in the economy we're in no, now. No, but I'm saying that that was my... Right. Like, that was one of the things that I would not budge on. I remember. Was being out of my parents' house before we I think we, we were engaged for, what, like three years? Yeah, it was a while, for sure. Because we couldn't, like... Buying the house, it's it's hard as shit to do that right mm-hmm. now. I mean, we talked about jobs and stuff and life and work on a previous episode. Right. Go listen to it if you have it. But it's, you and these voices it's the past mo- couple of weeks. <laughs> it's more difficult to buy a house now than when it than what it was when we bought. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that we were able to do it. Get in the market when we did. Yeah, yeah. but like if we were. 21 now and we were trying to buy a house i don't know if we could i don't think we could yeah because you don't have that experience yet in the job market or industry that you're working in to demand enough money well no hold on because when we bought our first house 
I think I was still a receptionist. You were. Right. So I was making maybe $14, $15 an hour. Yeah, you were for and sure. you were making, I mean, not much more than that. No, I was making maybe like 16 or 17. Right. And we were able to buy a small, very, mind you here, very small townhouse. But yes, that's the thing too. If you are young and you're looking to buy, you can't be like overly specific. You got to almost take what you can get. That's what we did. We cut a lot of fucking corners, not corners, but we we liked our first house, but it was tiny. Yep. It had two bedrooms in it. That's it. Yep. It was a two bedroom townhouse. Two bedroom, one and a half bath. <laughs> yeah, one and a half bath. It was so small, but it worked out for us. And then not only that, it's like forceful save money because well, hopefully your house values continue to go up. So what we, what I felt like it was was essentially investing my money in real estate while while using it. Right. Which was cool. I mean, it ended up making us enough money to then grow and buy a bigger house and then well, move to Florida. We had our daughter in 2014. After we were married in 2013, we had our daughter in 2014. And because that house was the size it was. Yeah, the size of a matchbox. Right. We decided to buy our next house in 2015. We stayed there until the pandemic hit in 2020. And I think when the pandemic hit, things started coming into realization. Of, well, let me back up. In 2019, at the very end of 2019, we went through mental health um, yes. diagnosis and trying to get our bearings and understanding about it. And then when the pandemic hit in 2020, it was like all these things compounded to tell us, like, why are we in Virginia? Yeah. I mean, the mental health thing, that was like my, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest thing I ever had to deal with. A hundred percent. Like, I didn't think I was going to make it type stuff. But then I moved on. You know, I started getting better and started getting better. Then the pandemic hit, which kind of made me get worse again because I have OCD. Mm-hmm. And OCD is fucking crazy. So it always takes all these weird events and compounds them and makes them like, you're going to die. You're going to die, Russ. You're going <laughs> to. <laughs> but like all that stuff made me realize like YOLO. Seriously. Mm -hmm. It was a YOLO mentality at that point. I'm like, you know, we've been talking about moving out of the state of Virginia for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. But before we got married, we talked about it. Yes. Before we had our daughter, we talked about it. Up until the pandemic, pandemic, we talked about it. Yeah, we were telling our family members, like, we really want to move. And we hadn't decided it was like North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina. And Texas. Then, yeah, Texas, Arizona, Florida. It was all, it, there was a whole bunch mm -hmm. that were on the map. South. Yeah, it was, <laughs> the, the only thing that they had in common was the hotness. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no more snow. Yeah, no more snow and all that. But, uh. All this stuff, like the the fact that Virginia essentially closed down the economy, we were having to DoorDash every single day to get food. You couldn't you couldn't do a lot of stuff. You know, you couldn't. Our daughter was born. We couldn't take her out to go play or anything. It was mm -hmm. insane. We couldn't take her to, I don't know, Chuck E. Cheese. Mm -hmm. And that was awful. It felt, made us feel bad as parents, and then that created us. To, you know, created the sense of urgency of us to finally start being serious about it. Yep. We applied for jobs. And when it, when we finally got serious about it, it happened quick. 
Yeah, like, I know. It felt like it happened quick. I know. And and that's the other big benefit that we had was we, as working professionals, we were in our industries for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I say long time, like we are old. <laughs> but we've been working for what, 10 years, 13 Longer years, something like that. I mean, we've been in career path type stuff for like 13 or 14 years now, and it allowed us to be marketable down here mm-hmm. instead of being like that. Oh, th- these guys just want to move to Florida. You know, <laughs> that, that's what, I, that is the exact feeling I felt that I was thinking HR people were saying down here. Mm-hmm. They just want to come to Florida. Well, yeah, they're, they're not bringing. Yeah. Right. But they're not bringing a whole lot to the table, but now we've got, we're bringing that to the table. Like we're bringing our professional experience and stuff to the table. And that allowed us to get jobs within a couple of weeks. Yeah. I feel like it was about, I want to say it was May of 2021. Where it's going to really, be May. <laughs> well, where we really like set out and we're applying and blanketing and like really pushing oh, yeah. to get a job. And I want to say by June we had jobs lined up. Yes. And July, our house in Virginia was on the market and sold. And by the end of July, we moved. Right. And it was <laughs> it was a crazy thing, too, because we got these jobs and they both had start dates, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it was like a drop dead date for us. We had to be in Florida. By that time. By that date. Yep. And oh, my God, you talk about stress. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pack the fucking house up, get 48 pods and up three, there. Three, let's be clear. It was three <laughs> large pods. But we filled them up. It was like, move, 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 move. There was no downtime for us at that point. And that was stressful, but worth it. For sure, worth it. I, I mean, we got down here a week before our start dates. We had a week to explore and go look at neighborhoods and houses. and Went to Clearwater. Yep, went to Clearwater for the first time. And just, we had a lot of fun that week. Oh, yeah. I mean, we packed it full for sure. We went to the aquarium over there and saw winter. Rest in peace. Um, our daughter enjoyed seeing that dolphin. Mm-hmm. And then we watched the movie about winter. Yep. Dolphin tail. Yeah. Dolphin tail. Yeah. Both of them, right? Mm, one and two. But, uh, yeah, we, it's, it was a, it was definitely an adventure. It was a tough one, but it was worth it. And if anybody, if you think you can't do it, you can. It just takes a little bit of sacrifice of your time. For sure. It's something that you have to be ready for. You like, have to want it. Maybe that's the better word. Something that you have to really want because it's going to put a lot of stress on you. But there's never going to be the right time to do it, I don't think. No. Like, you have to make it the time. You're always going to say, eh, I I don't want to do it. I need to save more money. Or wait till my house has more equity. Or You'll never do it if you don't just sit down and fucking do it. Right. You have to just sit down and do it. Yep. Because there's a lot of stuff. That you're not going to want to do to do it, which is moving and paying a shitload of money to pods or yep, it's nuts or drive the however long you have to drive to get to your moving destination. For us was what? Almost 24 hours. It was 24 hours because of my uh, 24 hours driving my EV. Yeah, we did stop. There was stopping. We had to. (laughs) I mean, an EV, the EV took a while to charge. So it was stopped sit there for an hour, mm-hmm. go another 
70 or 80 miles and do it again. Rest in peace to that EV, too. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> well, I think that kind of covers our history a little bit. Anything I missed? No. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you this question. Oh, God. Oh, stop. Put me on the spot. Here we go. What makes us work? What do you think makes us work? Well, I mean, the fact that... Our, work as in our relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our like energy marriage. together has always been very good. Like, we get comments all the time on... They're like, you say that stuff to your wife? And it's nothing bad. It's just me being a dumbass, you know, saying stuff that you... Most people wouldn't, but we are so open with each other that it doesn't... We're not offended by what each other says, you no. know? That's one of the things, and I think also because we, not only are we husband and wife, but we're also best friends, and I think that's a really big positive. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might have that issue, like, I can't hang out with my wife. Oh, I'd rather hang out with the boys. It's like, eh. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> on an average day basis. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, you're like, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, right. Well, I agree. Um, I think that one of the things that makes us work is that we don't take shit from each other. Right. We call we, each other out. Exactly. I mean, everybody has bad days, right? And you support your significant other through those bad days. But there's times where it's like you have to check the person, I guess. Like... A hundred percent. What are you doing right now? What or, are you saying? You know, why are you saying that to where me? Where is this coming from? So I think that is good about us, that we have a relationship, like you said, where we can be open yeah. with each other and also say, what is going on with you? Well, yeah. I mean, like if you have a bad day at work, you come home and you're kind of grumpy or whatever. I'm not just saying you, I'm saying me too, but it's like, you don't, don't bring that home to... Me and the the kiddo, mm -hmm. and we'll check each other about that. Right, it's both. Like, hey, I get it. You had a bad day. That's fine. Everybody has them, but let's. You're home now. Right. Turn it off. Yep. Fuck that place. You know, you'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> be Deal with it then. Yeah. Be depressed tomorrow. Right. Or you know, just leave it at work, and we'll we call each other out for stuff like that, and it kind of. And it's never like malicious. It's always like, what's going on with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. What the hell's your problem? <laughs> I can feel your bad energy here. Mm -hmm. Let's let's tone it down a little bit. You're home now. It's fine. Everything's awesome. It, it, I did the dishes today. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh-huh. You have clothes to wear today. <laughs> Yay. I d look look what I did. I washed four forks. <laughs> Yay. Yay. We'll clap for you. Yay. Okay. My other thing is I think we do a really good job at team parenting. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think like with our daughter, we take moments to actually talk about how we're going to handle shit. Right. Like we just had the period talk with my daughter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so she's eight. I did have to leave the room, though, because I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. Fair enough, but she's eight, so this is, you know, something that's going to start happening for her soon. So we, we've always told her bits and pieces, but we always try to stay age-appropriate. We're not yeah, trying yeah. to get real intense real fast. But she knows when she was a, a little kid, she knew about lady time. Mommy had lady time and needed her privacy and, you know, all these things, right? So Well, and she's eight now, so she can open doors. She walks in on you, you know, <laughs> when you're—it's weird. Like, I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. 
she won't she won't talk to you all day. But as soon as you go in the fucking bathroom, she's like, hey, what are you doing? Uh-huh. What do you mean? What am I doing? There's one thing I do in here. You know, play on your phone. Um, <laughs> uh, but we had the talk and, it, you know, described some things that are going to happen to her body and et cetera. Yeah. So I think. But we talked about that beforehand. Like, is this the right way to talk about it? Like, obviously, this ball in my court because I'm a woman and she's going to be a woman. Yeah. So I have more. I have more knowledge about it. Good luck. <laughs> Try having me explain it. I have to Google that shit. <laughs> but we still talked about, you know, what we thought would be appropriate before we had the conversation. So yeah. I think things like that we do really well together in parenting our child. One of the last things I'll say is we actually did this. I want to say it was. Right when we came down here, maybe, but it was all about the love languages, right? The five love languages that came out. Oh, God. <laughs> the book that came out, and it said that you're supposed to learn your significant other's love language. And I think we've talked about it a lot. Like, this is mine. This is yours. How do we come together in between? Yeah. As well as there's a lot of different memes and little short videos about how people try to manage their spouse significant others love language that makes us laugh hysterically oh yeah but i think that's one thing that we have been trying to do is relearn each other's love language do you remember what the love languages are i know what yours is (laughs) what's mine acts of service and what does that mean do the dishes I mean, that's an example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's, yeah, it's yeah, helping. Getting some, right. Getting support in areas that I feel are a burden. So I can't do everything all the time. You jump in and do dishes. Like, that's... That's my thing. That's an act of it service. Is dishes. <laughs> um, yours, the last time we did this, was physical touch. I don't think that's true, though. I well, they can change, right? Well, and you're think, supposed to relearn as they change. Well, I think it's like a little bit of both. It's two, I think. What's what do you think your other one is? Physical touch and give me shit, give me oh, stuff. Like um, what is it called? Hold on, hold on. Receiving gifts. Yeah, because I like I like stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you do that for yourself, though. I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> And that's good, having a healthy relationship with yourself. <laughs> um, but I don't think you would really necessarily like it from someone else. Do you? If you bought me fish and shit, just say, hey, honey, I went to the store and Bass Pro was right next door. And here I bought you a bunch of lures. I'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> Let's go to the bedroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe that. I mean, I, I guess I, I see your point, like, to an extent, maybe it's one or both. But what I struggle with is the physical touch part. Yeah, I do think you might be slightly autistic. I may be on the spectrum. I'm serious. <laughs> I agree, because <laughs> sounds, I have a audio sensitivity. Yes, you are physical touch adverse, <laughs> and you definitely have sensitivity to... Sound. Well, yeah, it's like busy, busy sounds. Like if somebody's talking and then somebody else is talking, even if they're not interrupting each other, it's just too much. Like you're in a bar and everybody's talking, you get like a little nuts. <laughs> I get overloaded, overwhelmed, yeah. sensory overload. Um, some people may say that's actually ADHD. I don't know. I have never been diagnosed. I don't either. But- I just know what autism is and it seems just a little bit. Yeah, it could be on the spectrum. Because you're not like that all the time. It's only when you're, it, 
it builds, I think, for you. Right. But with you and our daughter, let's be clear that I don't <laughs> not hug you guys or not touch you guys. No. But I, if I'm in the middle of something and you want physical touch in that moment, <sighs> <laughs> you get, I think you get stressed out over doing like having shit on your plate too. Right. And that's why I think acts of love as my love language is 100% true. Like, I need that. I need to feel supported. Whereas when you want physical touch, I never feel like it's at a convenient time for me. Got to be a convenient time for you. Right. I know that sounds very selfish. <laughs> and I'm trying really hard to do better about it. But it just it overwhelms me. Like, I'm in the middle of something. But- See, that does seem less autistic and more like just general annoyance. Like, fuck you. Get away from me. I'm doing something. <laughs> But the noise thing, I think, is definitely a little bit spectrum related. Well, I think getting overwhelmed with general life. Yeah, but that's everyone. I know. We're doing a little bit of therapy right here. No, we're not good. (laughs) We are not licensed therapists. Do not take any of this as, uh, as medical or whatever advice. Well, so I think that kind of goes over our love languages and what we think are ours. So what do you think are some of our struggles, some of the things we need to work on? Well, we me, may cut this bit out, but I just want to hear. I think, I mean, personally, I got to stop buying shit. Well, that's one of mine. Finances were. Finances were a struggle for us. But for I sure. think we're actually starting to get on a better track. Yeah, thanks. And feeling good about thanks it. Thanks to what? Cube. Yeah, cube money is money. <laughs> cube <laughs> money is money? Yeah, so it... There's an there's a system called the envelope system. Is it's where you envelope budgeting. Yeah, envelope budgeting. It's where you stuff. This is if you use cash, but if you you would put and names of envelopes down, right? So one envelope would be mortgage, gas. One envelope would be mortgage, groceries, blah 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 blah. Keep whatever bills you have. You would put a set amount of money in each one every month. And then you would pay your bills out of those specific envelopes. And you weren't allowed to take from others unless absolutely necessary. Obviously, it's your money. But the more you hold yourself to this system, the better you are. Well, who the fuck uses cash anymore? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't get cash. I, I don't think I've seen a dollar bill in. How do 10 you pay years. your mortgage with cash? Right. So. Cube has digitized that whole process. You create cubes, which then you allocate your bank money in, and then you have to unlock these every time you want to spend your money. So if we go out to eat, we have an eat-out cube. That's an awful name. (laughs) As soon as you said it, I was waiting. Uh, And, uh, you know, we put X amount of dollars in there a month, and once we hit that that top or, you know, we run out of money, that's it. No more eating out. We got to eat at home or we got to go outside and eat grass. No. <laughs> no, we either eat at home or we can shuffle some money around to make it work. But the point is you're supposed to be able to fit in your budget. Yes, it, it creates better habits because you. that's the other thing, too. It's a debit card. Credit cards 
are awful, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Because I mean, you can carry a balance. Yes. And when you start carrying a balance, you start accruing interest if you don't pay it off. And, and, and that's where you get fucked. And snowball effect. And it's hard. a lot of people can't get out of it, but this has helped us get out of it. I mean, we Slowly. Had, yeah, we had some issues financially with contractors and things like that. But And then our taxes launched up. It was just a huge snowball that hit us all at once. But that has helped tremendously. It gives you a really good outlook on your finances, too, because you're pre-budgeting. You're not Mm post-budgeting. So you are making a budget before you spend your money. That's why I hate budgeting apps. Right. It's like, what good is this if I'm able to spend all this shit before I'm actually budgeting it? Right. Now I'm forced it's like to spend any money, I have to unlock this cube. Exactly. And say, all right, I'm eating out right now. Ooh. Um, but <laughs> but it's a it's a really good system. I I we like it a lot. It costs money though, which I have a little bit of a hard time with. It's like you're trying to help me save money. Why are you making me spend money? But well, at it's the, eight bucks. It's yeah. not but they're crazy. I mean, it you gotta help them develop their processes and their software you don't don't have to pay eight bucks you can get the free version yeah but but that's not family well that and it doesn't allow you to have unlimited cubes yeah to put money in and we don't have a lot says you okay see ya (laughs) (laughs) we've got a lot but that's okay we're making our way through it i feel a lot better now than i did maybe like Four months ago. Because you're pre-budgeting. Yeah. It was scary four months ago. Like, I felt like we didn't know what we were spending money on. and We didn't. It was crazy. So, felt like the wild, wild west. And now, I feel like we're, we actually have a structure to handle our finances better. Yeah. And like I said, you can't spend what you don't have with Cube. That It just doesn't work. Yep. If, if you have $50 in your eat out Cube, I'm going to keep saying eat out. And you want to go to this high fluting restaurant with you and your f- family, and it's seventy five bucks. Well, you better turn your ass back around and walk out that place because you can't afford it. Exactly. It yep. checks you. Well, anything else that you think is a struggle for us? Uh, I don't know. I think my other codependency. One... <laughs> a little bit. I actually didn't write that down. How did you not write that down? I don't know. We talk about this all the time. Therapist said it about us. <laughs> <laughs> A professional. They get paid for that. So I think it's it's kind of both, right? It's what makes us work and one of our struggles. Well, I mean, there's a point. Uh, like, hey, honey, I got to go to the bathroom. Can you come with me? We no, do not do no, that. No. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, no, but there's points like that we do go a little overboard. True. Like, hey, can you go pick up dinner? Only if you come with me. <laughs> Why? Why do I have to come uh-huh, with you? Uh-huh. Our kid's playing outside. I don't want to have to go get her, so we all go. It's fine. <laughs> or we just went to the dentist and our daughter had to stay in the back because... And I wanted you to stay with me. Psychologically, that is better for the kid to not be with their parents while they're getting their teeth cleaned and things like that. And th- and I had to go back to work. And you said, and I'm mad at you. I did not say I was mad at you. <laughs> Because I wanted you to stay. Yeah, I know. But for what? Because I'm going to bed. Because you were sitting there doing nothing. Watching Sonic. Yeah, watching Sonic on the TV in that smelly place. All that dental smell and all that. 
Yeah. And then not being able to see our daughter. Like she's in the back room, you know, getting work done on her teeth. She had a cavity. So the idea of codependency, I think, is not just you and I. It's also with our daughter. A hundred percent. And she and she has developed it also, which is awful. (laughs) But is it like I feel like there's a line, right? I agree. Like we should be able to go and do things without the other like, I, we don't do that enough. She has to bring the dog with her to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, more like fear of being alone than just codependency. Because she doesn't bring know. us in there. But she would. I guess. If we said, I'll go with you, she'd be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think codependency for us, um, it's one of our strengths because we like being with each other. Yes. We like doing things together. We take it maybe just a little over the line, a yeah, little too far. For sure. I mean, like I said, hey, I'm going to go to McDonald's real quick to pick up some food. Can you come with me? No. No, no I don't want to. Well, fuck you too then. <laughs> it's like, well, what? It's four minutes down the road. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, my us. goodness. Why, why, why can't you go? You're not doing anything. I like not doing anything. This is your idea. <laughs> To get a McChicken. <laughs> Those are good, though. McRib. Mm, I'm not a big fan of that. I've never had it, and I never will. It's like at school back in the day when... What never was it, had that either. Yes. rib thing. Yeah, the, it's yeah. like compressed meat. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I'm all right. Flashbacks. Okay. One of the other things that I think um, is a struggle for us is finding romance time. Yeah, that's, that is super difficult. Yeah. Finding time for us to, you know, watch a movie together or go on a date or like go out to eat together or, you know, this other thing. Like we, not that including our daughter and any of that is wrong. No. I just mean having like one-on-one time with each other. It's, it's not. Life of a parent. Right. <laughs> it's hard to get that sense of intimacy with that. I'm not talking about just physical, like just one-on-one time together. I mean, this is pretty much it right (laughs) yeah podcasting (laughs) this is our intimacy moment so congratulations you're here for it um but like any additional time where it's just you and i and we watch a movie or we go to dinner like i think that's one thing we could do better like it doesn't have to be all the time but maybe we do it like once a quarter or i don't know yeah i mean that that still goes along with the codependency stuff because... We don't want her out of our sight. We don't want her not partaking with us. True. So how do you do... How do you have romance time when you want your kid to tag along with you everywhere? Mm-hmm. I'm going to McDonald's. Come on, kid. <laughs> oh, McDonald's she's is romantic like, to you. She's like, what do you mean? I'm fucking playing with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all love. It's all love. But yeah. So, all that said, I wanted to kind of talk about why we started this podcast in the first place. Because we're bored? (laughs) Is that what you think? (laughs) No, I like doing this stuff. Me too. And one of the reasons why I like doing it is because kind of what we said up until this point is our relationship is one where we can have these kinds of conversations where it might be dividing or divisive to each other right or you know it might cause what others may see as an argument but we get over it like it's not something that makes or breaks us right we don't care 
Right. We have conversations. Whether or not we agree or disagree, we move on. We air it out. And then it doesn't it doesn't have to come to uh, an agreement either. Right. It can be, well, you think that and I'm going to think what I think. And that's just the way it is. And then guess what? Then we then we go to sleep and we don't and then we codependent all day. (laughs) Yeah, still codependent (laughs) even when we disagree. Yeah. But I I think that kind of goes into why we called it unholy union even because, well, we cuss a lot. Yeah, I think we kind of put the unholy part on there to to immediately give people the sense of like, hey, if you're easily offended or whatever, don't listen to this. Right. We are going to say things that are our opinions, our singular person opinion, (laughs) whether or not we're codependent, we have singular opinions. We're going to say things that may be offensive. We're going to cuss. We're going to talk about things that are happening in the world. And if at any point it offends anyone, let our marriage be a lesson. Like, we're going (laughs) to, Russ and I are going to offend each other at some point. We always do. Yeah, it but we get over it and the conversation ends and you move on to the next topic and it's fine. And then I go do dishes. <laughs> <laughs> you and dishes. <laughs> Hashtag dishes. Okay. So, but I think that's a, one of the reasons why we called it unholy union because it can offend. We do cuss, but we're still married. Yeah. And we did it. And we never hold a grudge. At the end of the day, we're still married. Well, those are all my notes for today. That's that's plenty. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? Maybe we can add a little bonus. Tell me. Mario. Oh, you want to talk about that? Our codependency where we all went to the movie theaters together? Yeah, I think I think we should talk about the movie. It's still in theaters, and I'm sure people are still going to see it and all that good stuff. We saw it last weekend. Yeah. And we went to an AMC theater. And it was awesome. That was awesome. So we're used to uh, Regal in Virginia. And oh, my goodness, it was a total upgrade compared to the Regal that we went to. Right. The seats recline. The seats recline. They're they're mushy. They're, they're so comfy. Like I, I, I want to take our kid there just so I can take a fucking glorious nap. Right. <laughs> That would be amazing. Like, even if you sat in the front row, these chairs reclined so far back that yeah. it's not going to hurt your neck. Right. You're not craning your neck to, um, uh, you know, look up to see it. You're leaning back. Oh, that was awkward. <laughs> I just tried to get comfortable, and I, th- these mic stands aren't the best. <laughs> that was hilarious. But, yes, it's so they also have little tables that swing in and out. Yep. They will bring your concessions directly to your seat. They will even bring food, like actual food, food. Yeah, for sure. They, um, yeah, it, it was insane. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, I ordered this, the pop, you know, popcorn and a drink and all that stuff. I'm like, there's no way they're going to bring this up here. I got to go down there and get it. But I waited and sure enough, here they come walking up there. I'm like, damn. (laughs) So we really liked the theater. So that was a very big plus. Yeah. I mean, that was the first movie that we've seen and I don't know how long i can't think of how long either to be honest with you i don't remember the last one but like in theaters in theaters right right well the movie itself i mean iconic it was fucking amazing iconic i couldn't believe at how true they stayed to the characters and the video games themselves right like donkey kong mario kart all that stuff they figured out a way to put it in there without messing any of it up 
I honestly, at when I first saw the preview and I heard it was Chris Pratt, I was not sure. I I felt the same way, but the more I thought about it, you can't have the character. It's me the whole time. You know what I mean? It you, it's got to be, you know, spoken in a way that everybody can understand. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I don't know. It just took me. Took me aback for a moment. He did a great job. It was awesome. Yeah, he still had slight accent, enough to where you could still hear the iconic Mario. And then there was moments of... It's a me. It's a me. Yeah, <laughs> but he did a good job. The, they cast they casted everybody well, like Jack Black as oh, Bowser. Oh, my God. Jack Black as Bowser is probably my favorite thing right now. <laughs> Like, that shit was funny. He, he literally sings in the movie, and he, as Bowser, he's singing about Princess Peach, and he says, Peaches, 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 Peach, Peach. Like, I die just thinking about it. It is hilarious. I liked it. It was a really good, uh, it was a really good movie. It, I mean, the sound effects that they would play, I'm like, they pulled that straight out of the damn game. Mm-hmm. The that, Donkey Kong song, I started yeah. fist pumping. <laughs> Well, then even the soundtrack, like the Mario theme music, they re- they did a whole rendition, like orchestra and stuff. And I'm like, holy crap, this is insane. It was amazing. And during the whole movie, I kept looking at you because <laughs> it was like an iconic moment from the game or an iconic sound from the game. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> We're getting pumped up in there and oh, our yeah. daughter's just focused uh-huh. on the screen. She's just laser focused like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah. But we actually asked her this morning which one she liked better, Super Mario Brothers or Sonic. Right, because she's she's been into Sonic. Like, the, the Sonic movies were, and still are her thing. Yes, she really likes the movies. And I was really surprised. For me, I think I would take Super Mario Brothers over Sonic. I think so, too, because Sonic is blending the real life with the video game. Right. I feel the same way. It's not really true to gameplay, like the game story, the gameplay. Like they're trying to insert Sonic into our lives, our world, which they did a really good job on Sonic. It was an awesome movie too. But Super Mario Brothers is all about the game and it's amazing. Yes, it was very good. But our daughter has said that she prefers Sonic. She said that's her favorite movie of all time. Right. (laughs) Oh, my golly. That's giving it a lot of props. But, again, I think it's because of that aspect. Like, to her, seeing Sonic in our world is awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Whereas seeing Super Mario Brothers in, you know, fake world is cool, but... Well, I thought she would like Mario more because Princess Peach. Right. Because she was prominent in that movie. It wasn't like a side character, you know, whatever. She was essentially a main character. Princess Peach is badass. She was in there more than Luigi was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought she would really like it because of her, but she still still chooses Sonic. Well, let's ask her. Let's get her take on it. Yeah, I will for sure. But I'm not done yet. Okay. <laughs> We'll cut that and we'll put that at the end here in a second. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I think that Illumination, which is who made the movie, partnering with Nintendo spells a lot of big trouble for Disney. I agree. I I mean, you have an IP there, or IPs, I should say, that are already well-established. Favorites. Yeah, they're they're iconic video games. Mm -hmm. I mean... 
our kid knew about Mario and she's really never played the games, but she knows about it. Yep. You know, she's she's been because of me. <laughs> and then I guess people at school have Mario backpacks or things Daycare, like that. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm trying to say is I think this is going to hurt Disney because of the fact that these are all well-established IPs. Like they have Nintendo has a ton of stuff under their belt that has been developed for a long time. I mean, think about it though, when Disney acquired or whatever the word is marvel mm-hmm. that was huge yeah and it, they, they did a really good job with it for a while mm-hmm. think about illumination acquiring nintendo i know like i feel like it's on the same scale right and what we're gonna see is gonna be on the same scale i hope it is but they are going to take it to another level in my opinion i hope so like i said nintendo has star fox that would be a fucking awesome movie, Nintendo's version of Top Gun. <laughs> and then Zelda. Zelda would be huge. I uh, seriously Kirby. like Zelda, I feel like would be a huge one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People nerd out over Zelda. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the most cosplayed group of characters out there. Like if Link they, and Zelda? Oh my god. If they take this to the length that I think they could. It's going to be on the level of Disney and Marvel. Well, I think they're going to because this movie blew up. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest video game movie Ever? release of all time. Yeah. And I know Sonic was that, but I think it got dethroned by this. Don't quote me on that, though. Mm. But yeah. So let's talk to our kiddo about Mario. Let's do it. Kid talk. Hi, honey. Happy. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, so mommy and daddy wanted to talk to you about the Mario movie. What did you think about the Mario movie that we went and saw last weekend? Good. That's it? Why are you making weird faces at me right now? <laughs> what did you, what was your favorite part? Everything. No, oh, come on. Explain thyself. My favorite part was when Mario saved his brother. Oh, okay. When Mario saved Luigi. What was your least favorite part? When the guy ripped um, his mustache off. Oh, yeah. The, the, you can see that in the previews where Bowser was pulling on Luigi's mustache. You didn't like that part? Did you like Bowser? Well, you got to say no. Um, Nobody can yeah. see you. <laughs> you can't no. shake your head no. <laughs> what about uh, Donkey Kong? Did you like Donkey Kong, the big monkey? Yes. Okay. Yes, hands. On his feet. Yeah, he's got feet hands. (laughs) Okay, and then one thing that you did say to me and Mommy this morning was your favorite animated movie, video game movie. Mario. I thought you said it was Sonic. And Mario. Well, Sonic. Why do you like Sonic better? What, What is better about Sonic to you? Where he says, holy Sherbert. (laughs) (laughs) 
You just like it because it sounds like he's about to say a bad word, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Holy sherbet. Holy sherbet. So out of 10, what would you give the Mario movie? I'll give it 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? And what is Sonic to you? 10 out of 10. All right. Well, <laughs> that's 11 our, out of 10. 11 out of 10. So they got bonus points. All right. Well, there's our kid talk and our kid review of the Super, the Super Mario Bros. movie. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.unholyunionpodcast.com. Why did you just say www.debba-debba-debba-da? That's my song. Like, the internet's been around a long time. <laughs> Is it automatic for www? Yeah, you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> but I want to. Try it one more time without that. And uh, if you want to buy some merch, beach towels, flip-flop slides, whatever they're called now, I don't know. I'm not hip like that anymore. Uh, t-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt time. Store.unholyunionpodcast.com. And you can visit us on Twitter, Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. All the things. All the things. Enjoy your day. and our. Daughter's growling. So we have to put her to bed now. (laughs) Bye-bye. It's what you do with the things you love.